Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sapp here for the Fightful.com podcast, December 12th edition. We might be, ah, nope, it's too late. We can't be here at 1212 on 1212. How disappointing is that, guys? That's very disappointing. Raw wasn't disappointing to me. I rather enjoyed it. Before we get into the show, going to hit you guys with some programming notes. Uh, the, the very controversial show with Matt Riddle from last week, now open. Anybody can check that out now, uh, even if you're non-members. The uh, Shane Helms show debuted last week. We've upgraded his camera, his microphone, all that good stuff. He will be here on Friday afternoon reacting to total nonstop deletion, which I can't wait for. Also, the Showdown Joe show, you can watch it at work with us on Wednesdays as we are uh, moving that time slot to one in the afternoon. Pretty excited about that. I love doing those afternoon podcasts. Also, guys, we have tons of exclusives from Brandon Howard taking a look at all kinds of stuff in only the manner he can. If you haven't, go watch Most Ridiculous with Anna Boward. I put this show over so much. It is such a fun look at pro wrestling every week. Uh, Anna does some really, really awesome work for us. But yeah, go register at Fightful.com. You'll get early access to several of our shows. Our pro series, hey, one of our pro series contributors, Deanna Perrazzo, was on Raw tonight. You'll get to see her write. Uh, EC3, I asked EC3 what he was planning on writing about. That was fun. Lots of cool stuff. We are joined once again by Trina. Trina, how are you? Hi, I'm good. Great Raw. I thought it was too. I thought I thought I think that the last three weeks have been pretty good. Alex, you've been covering Raw the last three weeks. Am I putting it over a little too much? No, it's it's uh, it's been better, especially tonight. Tonight was a uh, was a go home show, and usually those are dreck. But this was they great. Just throw in the towel on most go home shows. Yeah. So. Obviously, the, the big story of tonight, which I think fit perfectly with this go-home show, we're very, very close to uh, tying Demolition's uh, tag team reign record. Now, Alex, you did an article recently where Demolition spoke to the great Bill Apter and basically gave their blessing for it. I thought that was a, a pretty pretty nice gesture, Alex, considering... I mean, you know, these guys have been involved in some lawsuits They for really decades with WWE over the names, usage of their names. They were very good sports about that entire situation because, to be completely honest, that's a big part of their legacy, Alex. Yeah, no, it was, it was really nice to see. Um, I thought it was interesting that both of them seemed to have no idea who the New Day were, <laughs> which was interesting, like... Kind of hard they to refer to them as both of them. Both of them, yeah. And I was like, uh, not oh. knowing they were freebirding it, and uh, like I've never met the guys, don't really know much about them, but uh, I hear they're decent fellas. Like, like, and so yeah, they're they 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 were seemed like really genial old dudes, you know, who bore no ill will to the guys who were gonna take their records, and uh, you know, it's it's nice to see that there's not a lot of not a beef between uh, demolition and uh, and new day, so. It's nice to see a little um, oneness in the world. 
Somebody says, Alex, where do you get all those lit Christmas sweaters? Before you say that, I got to be honest, I'm pissed off right now. I ordered a sweater that was going to outdo yours, and I don't even know if I'll get it before Christmas. Pissy, but but tell the people, where do you get those things? Why haven't we gotten you a sponsor yet, more importantly? <laughs> well, this this little number I got at a uh, thrift store. Most of the stuff I get at like Goodwill or something because they have all those things oh, out. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I probably have about a dozen, which means I won't get to wear all of them before the end of uh, – before uh, – before the holidays are over, but uh, I thought I'd break out this one of the little snowmen because uh, we got about eight to ten inches here in Milwaukee, and so I broke my back shoveling uh, today. So, yeah. Somebody says he gets them from Trendy Butler. You are not to speak that name on this air until they give us some money. We kicked off with the tag team title match. New Day, Carl Anderson, and Doc Gallows, Sheamus and Cesaro. New Day emerged victorious. They had a celebration backstage. Trina, what would you think about the opening segment? Did you see them being booked later again in the night when you saw them opening the show? I did not. No, I mean, um, you know, I thought I thought this was going to be it. Uh, we saw the little backstage scene with a couple indie wrestlers back there, and um, I, I totally didn't expect that because uh, some, I think someone tweeted later on, it's like, oh, so New Day has to prove one more time that they're worthy of this by facing um, – two teams consisting of singles wrestlers. So, uh, you know, like it's a little weird, but, um, you know, I, I liked it. I, I like that, that New Day pretty much had to go through every single person on the roster practically um, to keep these titles. And, and I'm glad they're retaining. And I think th- I'm glad they're, they're breaking the record. Um, it's really interesting. I think that uh, there had to be a story about demolition, giving them the blessing. Um, it's weird because you wouldn't, you wouldn't think that we would need that in this day and age, but I think, um, the internet was kind of calling for it, you know, because the internet didn't want them to break the records. Like, I think if the consensus was like, if you looked on the internet, it's like new day's not going to break the record. They're not going to break the record. And I think, uh, there needed to be some news out there that demolition gave them the blessing to let it happen. I mean, it was, it's a little weird. I think I, I totally didn't expect that. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm glad everything worked out. I'm glad that they retained. I'm glad that they beat, you know, like four different teams to retain. And now, now they have the record. I'm happy about it. Yeah, they beat four pretty solid teams. I mean, in mm-hmm. the grand scope of things, Gallows and Anderson have been around the block, around the world. Sheamus and Cesaro, I think, could be tag team champions in the future. Rollins and Reigns are former tag team champions. And, of course, Jericho. Alex, did you think that they were going to be booked again later in the night when they opened the show? Not when they opened the show, uh, but after they uh, doused Steph McMahon in mm-hmm. champagne, it was all but a certitude. Uh, I, was, I was hoping for a surprise revival debut, but, uh, but what we got was just fine by me. Uh, sure. there's, there's, no, there's no match booked for the New Day on Sunday, currently. So my, my hope for the, for the revival has always been that the New Day comes out at some point and says, we've beaten everybody there is. There's nobody left for us to beat. And then the Revival shows up uh, and, and beats them. And the first time they ever get a shot at the title. And then you have the New Day chasing the Revival. And the Revival are always great as heel champs mm-hmm. because they'll do anything to retain. And that's, uh, that'll be, that would be a lot of fun. I saw Jimmy Corderas when somebody suggested that saying, yeah, do it with guys that half the people don't know. Well, I mean, that's a fantastic way. I mean, half the people didn't know Eminem when they debuted and won the titles either, and they were a pretty damn good team. Uh, the Revival, that's a perfect way to, to debut them, in my opinion. I don't think there's money in the Revival chasing the titles. I think there's money in the Revival being chased for the titles because they are that fantastic at being heels. That's just how good they are. We went backstage, like I said, Fightful.com Pro Series contributor, Deanna Perrazzo back there partying with everybody, some CZW folks from what I understand. Uh, Stephanie McMahon, Mick Foley, they're back there. And Biggie has the biggest ass bowl of bootios I have ever seen. Now let's, let's all be serious here. Anytime you eat cereal, it's pretty much that much cereal because you're not eating one bowl of cereal. You eat the one bowl of cereal. And then you're like, oh, I need seven more bowls of cereal. <laughs> so it's not as impressive as it looked on TV because we've all been there. We've all been gluttons of cereal. 
impressing me. I am not impressed with your, with your cereal eating performance. I'm not. <laughs> it's, it's just facts. Uh, either way, Stephanie gets doused with some champagne. This leads to later on Kevin Owens talking Stephanie into booking Jericho against New Day. And later, Mick Foley booked Seth Rollins and Roman Reigns against New Day. Alex, I thought this really enhanced the story. It, it, I think it was less more of, of Sheet Sandwich. By the way, guys, go vote for myself, Fightful.com, Brandon Howard, Jeff Hawkins, and the Sheeties. I would really appreciate that. There's a link in the YouTube video and the uh, podcast post, so please go do that now while you listen to us. He, he tweeted a link that Max Landis had posted about how he wanted to integrate a lot of storylines. And Max Landis has been serving as a, as a consultant for a while. This was a perfect way of just crisscrossing a bunch of storylines. Uh, Trina, do you like this? Do you like to see more of this or, or do you like the separation? No, I, I love this. I thought it was great. I mean, to see, to see Steph and Mick be working as sort of a team separately um, is fantastic because that opens up a lot of different storylines and, and a lot of possibilities. Um, and really, I mean, the whole everything was just drama. The whole episode, three hours of drama. I mean, like a lot of unexpected twists and turns and swerves. And um, I just thought it was brilliant. I, I really liked it. Alex, what'd you think? Uh, I, I, I did too. I loved it. Uh, the, the biggest thing that I loved about it was that um, the New Day uh, had to win two triple threat matches where they could lose the titles um, without being pinned. And they won both of them clean. You know what I mean? Like uh, with ingenuity and, and, you know, being able to, to just stay alive in those matches, uh, it really enhanced uh, the New Day's uh, portfolio going into uh, roadblocks so that if somebody were to beat them there, that, per- the, that team's portfolio gets enhanced by beating the team that just had to outlast two triple threat matches. As well as what I called them, the... Um, Tag team title triple threat or the quintuple T, uh, which has not been seen on WWE programming since I think 1978. But, you know, it's, it's been a while. So we can go right into the main event since this all kind of goes together. We had the Rollins report earlier in the night. That really just served to set this up. New Day, basically the, the tag team version of the Shield that held the titles and Jericho, to which Byron Saxton says... These are unheard of odds when a match with the same exact odds happened two hours before. <laughs> like I said, guys, you can, you can catch things like that highlighted on Anna Bauer's Most Ridiculous every week. Go check that out on our YouTube page or Fightful.com. This main event was unbelievable. It was awesome. It was very good. They had some spots you could tell were predetermined. Like, I usually hate the Tower of Doom, but it got such a big pop. Um, there, there was a lot to like about this match. There were a lot of spots like breaking up tags that I liked as well. Uh, Alex, your thoughts on this main event? It, I just, I just really enjoyed it. Three weeks in a row, I've enjoyed Raw. That's unheard of these days. Yeah, no, I, I, uh, I enjoyed it too. Uh, there was, there was a, a tiny, a tiny uh, voice in the back of my head that kept telling me after they booked. Reigns and Rollins into this thing that Vince might not be able to resist the urge to put the tag titles on Roman, knowing that Roman will probably beat Reigns, uh, beat Owens on Sunday to become Universal Champ, which means he would be the triple champ, one more than Conor McGregor, which was the uh, rumor going around that that's what Vince was trying to do was to outdo UFC. But uh, I'm glad they resisted that urge. Uh, but yeah, the, the match was great. There was some really cool stuff that they did uh, together. Um, uh, the teams that pulled out. I love the pop-up code breaker. I think that's a sweet yeah. double team move. Uh, not the, it's the, one of the least reasons why I'm going to miss Jericho as a team, but uh, I do love it when they work together in that. Um, I, I'm not convinced they're done. I am not convinced they're done. Well, we'll see. Uh, yeah. I, I, uh, I really enjoyed the the main event. Um, the whole the whole thing with New Day today tonight really uh, really really was great storytelling throughout the whole night. Trina, this isn't something that we usually see on the show. Is a story that 
weaves in and out throughout the entire show. Something I've been missing. Right. No, I mean, it was, it was really fantastic. Well, you know, I'm, I'm about to take the show down a notch because I feel like, um, that, that last big move, that, that giant, whatever, uh, six man suplex, uh, I noted that that was the most homoerotic thing I saw tonight in, in a bunch of like, in a bunch of very, very, um, you know, sensitive scenes between men and their conflicts and their relationships. And, you know, because I was watching the match, it was fantastic. And then I look up and I just see a bunch of men all just intertwined. And I was like, that is actually the most homoerotic thing I've seen. Um, you know, with, with two guys, with Jared K.O., like waxing, you know, about their, their relationship. And then you have uh, Sammy talking about how he wants Braun. It's, it was just so, maybe you know. Maybe they were all up there trying to talk out their differences. Maybe. Trina. I don't know. But, I mean, it was a very. This, Suspend this, your disbelief. This whole episode Trina, was just what? about. Watch how you use homoerotic and waxing in the same sentence, okay? I'm oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It might, it might trigger some of our viewers. <laughs> I know. No, I mean, it was a, I loved it. You know, like, I, I'm all about the soap opera aspect of wrestling, and I feel like that's what this episode brought. You know, it was just – and I think a lot of the uh, the fanfic, the fanfic uh, fangirls oh, who, like <laughs> – I think they had a good time tonight, too. <laughs> Jesus. Sorry. Jesus. <laughs> this is why you have me on the show, right? <laughs> Apparently, we had another storyline, and Jesus, we're walking right back into it. Uh, Braun Strowman, Curtis Axel, Sami Zayn, Jinder Mahal. Uh, so Braun Strowman kills Curtis Axel, just kills him, and hits uh, an inverted power bomb. I think is what they used to call it. It's not really an inverted power bomb, but it looks fantastic. I love about Braun Strowman that he doesn't have a finish. He just has a bunch of different moves that will absolutely kill you. Uh, we'll start here because there, there's a lot to group into this situation. Uh, Trina, what are you thinking about Braun Strowman at this point? Oh, I love it. I mean, I think when I heard the music hit, I, I tweeted already, this is better than last week. In a series of good Raws week to week to week, this, I mean, when Braun's there, that's, that's what makes the show. And so, um, because it's, he comes out and then you're like, who's he going to, who's he going to wrestle? Who's the jobber this time? And then poor Curtis Axel shows up and I'm like, oh, okay. So apparently he's the jobber. Um, you know, great match, just him throwing Curtis around. Uh, and I like the fact that Byron came into the ring. And the first thing Braun says is, you don't say congratulations, because I think it's a little funny that a man like Braun Strowman needs some positive reinforcement after he threw a man around for, you know, a minute. It's like... He, he's let it give, be known he doesn't little... like to be overlooked. He doesn't like yeah. people to assume things about him either. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, if you give him the wrong scarf, he's going to call you out on it. Right. <laughs> he's pretty bitchy. <laughs> Alex, Braun Strowman has been one of the great surprises of 2016. One thousand percent. I mean, I, I, I think I, I liked him a lot more than other people did when he was with the Wyatt family. Um, I, I was really digging him uh, during that last uh, aborted feud between uh, Wyatt and, uh, and the New Day. Uh, he was the star of that ridiculous thing where they fought at the New Day compound, at the Wyatt compound. Uh, <laughs> he bumped his ass just, off. He really did. Like, he charged and jumped right into a windshield and spider webbed it all over the place i love that guy uh and uh but he's been so great they've really slow burned him into this this is his first pay-per-view match since since he started since after the draft like he's he's been slow burned all the way up until december starting out you know destroying james ellsworth and then you know johnny knockout and then two dudes and then three dudes uh, and then, you know, he's just been beating up people left and right. And finally, he's, he's getting a, a spot on a, uh, on a pay-per-view in a singles match with a guy who is everyone's going to be rooting for. It's the perfect monster heel build for this guy. Uh, and I, I'm looking forward to seeing what they do with him in the future because he just – he doesn't stop improving. Like you said, Sean, he's got new moves every time he's in the ring. Yeah. He, he busts out something new. And the, the thing that he finished Curtis Axel with – uh, tonight, I, I, I just, I, I, I just it, watching it is oh god, like it just it looked like it really, really, really hurt, and that's great that that Strowman makes all of his moves look like that because they should look like they hurt. 
what I like about him. It's a little something different every week. Uh, and this, as I mentioned, was another storyline that was woven in and out of the whole show. We have Sami Zayn backstage. He cut a couple of really good promos, I thought, telling Mick Foley he wanted Braun Strowman and then requesting a trade when he didn't get him and saying that, that Mick Foley must have, have forgotten who he was. And Mick Foley says, you know, sometimes I wish people would have talked me off of the ledge, meaning or talked him off of the cell. This carries over to Sami Zayn's match with Jinder Mahal. He beats up Jinder Mahal and then just goes off on Mick Foley. They go back and forth. Mick Foley says that he's come to terms with Daniel Bryan on a trade. Now, this is one of my favorite things on the show. Also, one of my least favorite because of the uproar it caused. And I'll, I'll address that first. Actually, no, I want to know how Alex feels first. But uh, <laughs> Mick Foley says, I've talked to Daniel Bryan. And we've agreed to trade you for Eva Marie straight up. Now, upon my first thought is, Daniel Bryan knows that Mick Foley's really weird and creepy about women's wrestling and just raped him over the coals. <laughs> just took advantage of him. There were some people that thought that this was burying Eva Marie. Alex, did this trigger you? It didn't by the looks of it. Okay, I don't need your thoughts. I don't need your thoughts no, that I'll let you go. I, I, I'll, give, I'll give my thoughts. My my thoughts were uh, that I was so down with this whole segment, and I ended up being as well uh, by the end. But when he comes out, when when Foley says we've agreed to trade you to SmackDown Live for a talent of equal value, and then they don't name it, and I go, "Who's this? Is who's this going to be? What jobber are they going to say is of equal value to Sami Zayn? Uh, because that's the only reason to do that is to further." Uh, this angle with Zayn thinking that Mick Foley doesn't value him. And when they brought out Eva Marie, I was like, okay, well, obviously this whole thing is a fake. And that's, that's what I didn't like about it, was that, that at that moment, I kind of spotted the swerve coming. And I'd rather I didn't spot the swerve coming. And when you say that Sami Zayn is equal to Eva Marie, nobody thinks that. And therefore, you know, therefore it's, it's, it's a bit of a swerve. Uh, you know, this whole thing just, it's a, it, there, there were just, uh, well, they, what they call it, telegraphing this, this twist at the end of that segment. Um, but yeah, even Marie can't wrestle, won't wrestle, doesn't wrestle. That's her gimmick. Yes. Like if that's not her gimmick, if she was actually getting in the ring every week on SmackDown Live and putting in an effort and then you did this, maybe then I could see you were burying her. But the whole point is that she's never wrestled on SmackDown, ever. She, she tried to, like, a couple of times. Then she got suspended, and she's been doing Nicolas Cage movies ever since. Like, when, 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 uh, when Mick Foley decides to trade uh, Sami Zayn for her, he's saying to Sami Zayn, you're worth nothing. And that's, that's, your, that's your impetus for, for Sami Zayn to get in the face of uh, Mick Foley and further this, uh, this angle. Trina. <laughs> I think Alex was triggered. That was very passionate. Um, he was triggered by Eva Marie, I think. Yeah, just not the way we thought. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, so, okay, I totally bought it. Um, if you were following my Twitter, the second he said Eva Marie, I was just like, F everything. <laughs> like, I, all caps. Um, I bought it. And it was all, the whole thing was melodramatic all night. Every, every interaction that Mick and Sammy had um, felt so cringy emotional um, that it was, you know, like you almost had to feel something because even, even though it was staged, um, I, I likened it to that, the famous scene from Fresh Prince of Bel-Air where Will and Uncle Phil are like talking about like, oh, why doesn't my dad love me anymore sort of thing? Because I just felt like this was just so dramatic and melodramatic and um, to have to have it end with Sammy and Mick in the middle of the ring and Sammy's just screaming in his face, I want him, um, was just everything was so over the top to me. And then, you know, the second, the second he said, Eva Marie, I, I freaked out. Um, and I, you know, I got, I got, I totally got swerved on that. And I think it was perfect. The thing, the thing for me that I didn't like about the whole, the whole thing is that this, even, even though, okay, having Eva Marie there, uh, is the thing that devalues Sammy. Yes, I agree with that. I think, um, you put it there for, you know, dramatic build and, and whatever. And so if you put that aside, I think when you actually look at the match, uh, and it's just 10 minutes with Braun Strowman, I mean, it's really devaluing Sammy. So, I mean, I, you know, if I wasn't mad already that they, they tried to use Eva Marie as a ploy, um, 
now I'm angry that they're only giving him 10 minutes. Um, so this is, you know, that's the weird thing. It's like David and Goliath, but like 10 minutes, like what? And then plus they're giving um, Sasha and Charlotte 30 minutes. Like, what is the deal? Like what, what, with time limits, like what happened well, to the 60 I mean, minute? Yeah. This, the 60 minute Iron Man match, I feel like is, is a thing of the past because they're not giving mm-hmm. two people a, an hour of a pay-per-view anymore. They're just not mm-hmm. going to do that. Right. Uh, the 30 minute thing. Um, I love Iron Man matches because I love time limit matches. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my favorite things when I was a kid was the WCW television title, which mm-hmm. was 15 minutes. And more That's often true. than not, they ended up in a time limit draw, which extended the feud, which proved those two men were equal and that feud will continue. There was no 50-50 booking because both of these men fought their damnedest to the end. And the guy who was the challenger was always trying anything he could in the last minute to get a pinfall on the champion mm-hmm. who was doing whatever he could to get away from the challenger. Those are great. So I love Iron Man matches. The 10-minute thing for Sammy, I didn't see as an insult. Because when, when, uh, when Braun says, I can destroy anybody on the roster in two minutes, he ain't lying. That's what he's been doing yeah. in a minute and a half, in 60 seconds. He, does, he destroys anybody. So the fact I that really like Sammy, heels that are able to back up what they say, like right. Braun Strowman has been doing. Yeah. If Sammy Zayn is able to last the full 10 minutes, even if he doesn't get a win, he wins that match. That's that's a that's a major deal. And if he's able to last the full ten minutes, but doesn't get a pin, just withstands the beating that he takes, he's earned another shot at Braun Strowman down the line, where eventually he will beat him. I like that that there's a difference thing. If 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 Braun were to take this ten limit ten minute time limit and beat him in four minutes, then that's nothing. But if Sammy just will not die, that shows a lot. Uh, and I'm, I'm interested in seeing where that goes. I think you just booked it. <laughs> Guys, reminder, follow us at Fightful Online on Twitter and Facebook. Leave us a thumbs up on the YouTube page uh, if you're watching there. And uh, subscribe to us as well. You can also check out this show uh, via direct download a few hours, usually after we finish. Also on iTunes now, so check us out there. By the way, guys, live viewing parties this week. For SmackDown, for NXT, Lucha Underground, total nonstop deletion. Saturday night for UFC on Fox. Come in and hang out with us. If you like a little bit of MMA, come in and uh, join our discussions for those UFC shows. Also, of course, Roadblock this Sunday. We've got podcasts every damn day. Every damn day. Uh, Somebody says, SRS, can we get Anna on a podcast? Well, Anna's got a 15-hour, I think, time difference. So when we can make it work, we can, absolutely. I would love to. She's going to the NXT event in Australia. Well, I guess it's today there, but it's tomorrow here. So there you go. Another thing I really liked on this Raw show, you guys. Arya Davari, Lince Dorado, and neither one of them got over. There was one man who got over. Gentleman Jack Gallagher. And it was awesome. He came out and says, as a gentleman, I would like to announce my intentions of interfering in this match. You, sir, are a scoundrel, which drew chance of scoundrel at Arya Davari. Uh, that was awesome. That was a character. That was character development. That was adding a little bit of a wrinkle, adding a little something. Uh, Trina, Trina, what do you think about uh, Jack Gallagher here? Oh, I love it. I love it so much. And, you know, he just, he set it up perfectly. And, I mean, he he completely gave us a character in in less than a minute um, by, by coming out there and interrupting and, you know, establishing his point. And the sad thing is, is that everybody noticed this and it was very aware to me uh, that like the vaudevillians, like they really, they dropped the ball, you know, like Jack Gallagher's coming out here and doing their entire gimmick in less than a minute better than they ever did. Um, and so it's, that's the only thing, you know, like I just thought he did amazing. He clearly is a star. Everybody loves Jack Gallagher. He was the only one who got a pop for that entire match. Um, I can't wait to see what they do with him because if he just keeps interrupting things and I, w- I want to see what gentlemanly things he does, um, you know, to, to heal out and, and interrupt things. And uh, yeah, this is awesome. I mean, the 205 just got a little bit more, more interesting to me now that they're really giving some range and some depth to Gallagher. They take 205 live before Raw tonight. That is just because of the tribute to the troops thing. Alex, I think this is going to become a regular deal before too long because I can't imagine them wanting to fly these people out every single week, two days. 
Yeah, it all depends on how close you have uh, Raw to the SmackDown sites because, uh, you know, I don't think they have a problem, you know, hey, okay, guys, you're in Philadelphia tonight. Get on the road, drive to DC tomorrow. Like it's, they have no problem doing that to their cruiserweights. But, uh, but yeah, this, this whole thing um, is, uh, he's so different. And that's what, that's what's going to take. Something that's completely different than, than people are used to seeing. Someone who comes out and says, pardon me, I would like to uh, declare my intentions of interfering in this match. I'm, sir, I'm going to give you the thrashing you deserve. That, people are going to go ape for that because it's something they don't see. Um, it's great. Everything he's doing is great. And yes, uh, Trina, as you said, it, it does infringe upon the gimmick of the vaudevillains. However... The Vaude villains may have changed their gimmick because uh, they appear to be puppeteers now. Uh, they, they were the, the co-hosts of the SmackDown Live pre-show last week in which uh, they did not appear, but puppet likenesses of them appeared that they were uh, manning from behind uh, a, a box. Uh, I have no idea what they're doing with those poor guys, but it seems, it seems like forever ago that they were in the, uh, the tag title picture. Uh, but anyway, I mean, there's whole thing is there's only room for, for one uh, act to do a gimmick perfectly. And Jack Gallagher's done it. So now it's time for those guys to, uh, to move on to do something else. And I guess, you know, puppeteers might be it. On the other end of this cruiserweight deal, we had a TJ Perkins, Rich Swan, Brian Kendrick promo, which I didn't think was too bad until DJ Perkins showed up. Didn't think it was that rough until then, but uh, yeah, we got a I, match between. Bar- Go ahead, go ahead, Alex. Sorry, I still I still enjoyed that promo for what it was. I thought it was the the best uh, way that they've shown uh, three guys being different. Uh, all three going for the title. All three having different uh, approaches to, to it. Uh, all three having different uh, personalities. Uh, you know, regarding each other. Uh, I really loved the idea of of Brian Kendrick being like, yeah. Yeah, you totally are going to screw him over. And PJ's like, maybe I will, maybe I won't. And and Rich Swan just being above the whole thing. It was it was the best thing that they've done in that vein since the cruiserweight division started. Now it's not saying much, but I do see improvement, and they this can is, move on from here. This is the best character development night in this cruiserweight division's history. This version, I think. Uh, that's yeah. not saying a lot. Yeah, right. But. Uh, but improvement's always better than regression. Trina, you interested in either one of these? Yeah, any um, of these guys? I'm just going to play devil's advocate and just point out the fact that um, Rich Swan went up to Charlie and said, baby girl. And that freaked me out a lot <laughs> because up to this point, you know, a lot of goodwill for Rich Swan. Um, you know, and, and that, that just one little thing, I was like, please don't turn him into like a womanizer or something. Um, you know, so that was, that was the only thing about This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Grainger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Grainger, for the ones who get it done. Up that whole segment that um it set the tone for me though I have to say um you know it played out and I I was just creeped out from the beginning and it was, you know suddenly T J Perkins showed up and he said something weird and I just feel like the whole thing was just like a mess to me <laughs> I but actually Trina, really like it yeah he's the outlandish rich I, I know <laughs> I know he, but you what can't you- tell what he's gonna do he's so outlandish so are we Think replacing of all the outlandish- things he's done what outlandish thing is he gonna do next because mm. he's the outlandish rich swan mm. right so that means sexual harassment i don't know <laughs> i just it's outlandish know. <laughs> it's true that's true we do live in a different world now hmm. you too <laughs> you too <laughs> Bailey versus Alicia Fox. <laughs> so Alicia is mad that, that Bailey gave Cedric Alexander a Bailey bear. I kind of like this. Listen, I know that a lot of people are like, 
oh, don't do the, the crazy the crazy woman gimmick. No, stop that. Alicia Fox does it so damn well. She's so good at it. She's the best at it. Nobody else should be doing the gimmick. Just her. Just let her do it. And maybe like Mickey James 0506. I'd be cool with that. But like Alicia Fox is real good at this. Now, this was used to get a win for Bailey, but at least they put a little something behind it. Um, Alex, what's up with Bailey? What What do you think she's like? What's she doing Sunday? You think she's going to wrestle? Is she, is she booked? I can't even remember. No. I, I I wouldn't be surprised to see this match again on the pre-show. Like, hooray. You know what I mean? Like, y- y- good for that. I mean, I don't know. Maybe, maybe she maybe she wrangles up a cruiserweight partner and they do an intergender thing. Cedric and Alicia versus Bailey and I don't know. Who? Somebody? Some guy? I bet, but listen, this is, this is the whole thing for me that, that, that didn't make a lot of sense is even, that Emelina still didn't appear. They so said she, last she, week she was going to appear. She still didn't appear. She tweeted about that. She said, I'm supposed to fall at your feet. No, I'll keep you waiting. Something like that. No, Trina, is that a good enough excuse for you? Do you think they <laughs> changed it last minute? Yeah, I look, it, everybody was up in arms. I, I think so. Because to me, tonight was about the men. And so really, you know, like the only, we got that awesome video package with um, Charlotte and Sasha. And then we had this Bailey, this throwaway match, which to me, I mean, Bailey's just in a holding pattern at this point. Um, this whole like Alicia Fox thing is is just keeping her warm while they figure out the Charlotte Sasha thing. Um, but I, you know, I, I thought it was just a little filler. Uh, here's a woman's match for you because tonight is about uh, bitchy men and their conflicts with each other and things like that. And so, um, you know, I didn't I didn't really see it as much. But um, I, I do think they're probably just keeping Bailey warm. Uh, the Emelina thing. I, I look the whole the whole three hours of raw was meant to uh, invoke some sort of emotion out of you. And so if the one thing that got you riled up was the fact that Emelina didn't debut, then they did their job. Yeah, I guess I, I honestly was, was hoping that when Bailey came out for her match, that it was going to be her versus the, the debuting Emelina. I mean, we, you know, it's, I, I'd love to see a Bailey Emma feud. We never really got that in NXT. Uh, and that would be really good to see. Um, and yeah, I mean, I guess, I guess if you're thinking it was all planned, that's fine. I personally think that she got bumped, but I mean, that's, mm-hmm. you know, we'll see what happens with that. And you're right. This whole thing was all about the men. The fact that they have an Iron Woman match on Sunday and neither of the competitors in it appeared live on the go-home show is an interesting uh, so, decision. Let's talk about that because I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that because I think the video package – did something for that. I'm okay with not maybe overexposing these people, especially on a three-hour show. Now, there are a lot of people that hated this Raw in our chat, apparently, but I think that this this show brought – it came heavy with the stories. Zayn and, and Braun Strowman and then the New Day. The New Day story. I think that more than made up for having – like, what were they going to do? Another contract signing? What else can they do? WWE is so good at producing these video packages. Sometimes that just does more than whatever they could do, like exposing some of these people. I think Cass get exposed by like his promos. Yeah. Like without Enzo, he's being exposed. I don't want to see them out there just saying the same shit they've said. I mean, they can yeah. wrestle and I'll be entertained. If right. they keep talking and, and saying and doing nothing, saying nothing, I'm not going to be entertained. Alex, uh, did you, did you, what would you have done here? Like, I mean, well, I mean, I, I, I guess I agree that um, the contract signing would have been too much. It would have taken up a lot of time because those things always do. Uh, and the video uh, package was stellar. Um Something that, that I missed, I guess, on the broadcast, but, uh, but heard about later through Twitter and stuff, is that the match on Sunday between Charlotte and Sasha, there's no rematch clause. Whoever wins is the champ, and that's it. That's a major plot point that they could have brought home with these women talking to one another or being interviewed, like really, really hammered that home. That's a whole different thing. Uh, I'm... I'm really interested in seeing what happens because uh, if Sasha loses to Charlotte again at the pay-per-view, she doesn't get a rematch. That's a major deal 
That means both women had to agree to that in the contract. That's a major talking point. Why did they agree to that? Why did they could each have different reasons for that? Um, but I'm interested in seeing how they build to that point um, because that is a definitive end to this feud, which uh, is, I think, good for everybody. <laughs> yes. That's what the internet wants. I think if you if you read wrestling internet, um, you're either it's fifty fifty split between people who love what's going on with Charlotte and Sasha, and the other half is so sick of it they just want to shoot themselves. So I think you know the no. I know they didn't bring up the no rematch clause, um, but I think I think that's the point. It's like this is the end. This is the last show. Um, maybe we'll start something new in January. I hope you know so we can get Bailey involved or whatever. But um, I I loved it. I love that it was just the package, and that was it. Um, I'm super excited now for this match because the package was so well done and we don't see them after a couple of weeks of seeing a lot of them. Um, you know, Charlotte ended, they ended the show last week. So I think it was just perfect for, for them not to have either of them on the go home show. Lots of build. Finally, we have Rusev and Lana talking about (laughs) what happened behind closed doors. I am convinced that WWE just needs a quote unquote heel that runs around exposing all the poor qualities in the baby faces. And like almost like a Sean O'Hare type of character that they tried to do, like the devil's advocate thing where it's like, well, I'm not telling you anything you don't already know. And he's just like, you know, nobody really likes you, Roman. Enzo, you're, you're a womanizer. Uh, Rich Swan, why do you wear all that creepy kale oil or uh, – flaxseed oil in your chest what's going on there like expose all the weird thing mick why are you so creepy about women's wrestling just everything possible um big cast came out he cut a promo it was not good it was not good uh alex as you've done a fair share of stage acting you've done a fair share of a lot of that stuff I, I think Enzo and Cass really need each other. Enzo in the ring, Cass outside of it. Yeah. They fit together very well. They hide each other's weaknesses. Yeah, this, the, the thing about Cass that really bums me out is he's a really capable improver. You see all, if you watch the fallout videos that he has with Enzo, you know, going back months, anytime the two of them are just riffing off the cuff, he's really good. He's really natural. But they give him these scripts and they tell him, okay, big guy, you got to make sure to say this, 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 and this in that order. And he gets inside his head. And he can't, and as he's just trying to remember what to say. Or you could watch the gears turning behind his eyes. And, and I know he's better than that because I've seen him do stuff just off the cuff in NXT. Like three, four years ago when he was way less experienced that show me that he has the ability to do that, but they don't trust him yet. So, you know, I, I'd love to, because, yeah, tonight was bad because I could, I watched him. Like, you, when you see an actor, like in real life, who doesn't know their lines and they're just trying to remember them, that's, that's what this was. Uh, and it, it was kind of sad, you know. The weird thing was they kept the music going behind the promo, which, which is not a thing that I've seen them do before. It was just, it was very just disorienting. Uh, the whole thing was just, was, was just bad. Uh, he also can't say that I'm wearing my pants when you're, when you're wearing little, little trunks, but not the same thing. That's a bad line that they gave him to say. Uh, on the other hand, I'm very interested to see this big cast and Rusev singles match. I want to see what they do with, with big cast in a, in a singles program. Uh, I think that also if they have this thing where, uh, Enzo's incapacitated for a long time, the best stuff that cast did uh, in NXT was when Enzo had a real life broken leg and it was just uh, Cass fighting all their battles uh, for, for Enzo. That was really good stuff that they did. So I'm interested to seeing what this, where this whole thing goes. Trina, what'd you think? <laughs> yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to come out of left field and say uh, Cass was bad on purpose. Um, because I feel what? like, yes, I, I feel like Come this whole on. segment was supposed to be supposed to be lighthearted compared to the weird snuff film that we might have seen last week. Um, you know, so I think Lana and Rusev were purposely, uh, you know, just hamming it up. And then Cass comes out and is like, 
I'm not in a hotel room and my pants are on. Like, you know, the whole thing was just, I feel like purposely corny. Um, thank God. Because yeah, like I think the, the scenario that surrounds this whole thing is a little dark. And so, and then they kept teasing what we're going to talk about what's behind closed doors. And I was a little nervous about this because I'm like, is this the Russo era again? Like really are, we're back in the attitude era. And so I was a little we're nervous. And not. then, yeah. And then, so when they came out and, Lana did, she said C-R-U-S-H-E-D without breaking like character. I, I give her so many props for that because it was the, the cringiest thing I've ever seen. And it was fantastic. Um, and so I, I think the whole thing was just supposed to be uh, let's set up Cass and Rusev and do it in the most lighthearted way following a, a really dark incident that we had last week. Um, and so that's why I, I, I understand. I totally get Alex like uh, Cass is fantastic. And so that's why I think he actually was doing purposely going to trigger me. Right. He did it. He did it. You know, bad. <laughs> Come on. Yeah, that's my Come thing. Yeah. <laughs> we'll do some roadblock predictions before we get into some news. Uh, Sammy Zane, Braun Strowman. Uh, I'm going with Braun Strowman in this one, guys. Trina. Oh yeah. Um, Alex painted the perfect picture with this, this time limit. Um, and I'm loving that storyline. So let's see, let's see Sammy last, hopefully until the 10 minutes. And then that sets up another match. And, um, now I really, really want that to happen. So, um, you know, I think, I think we're going to see that hopefully. They could, I could see them carrying this for quite a while when, let's see the next, after this, the next raw only pay-per-view is what February, Alex? Yeah, no. So no, it's, it's uh, March. Okay. So March March 5th. So, after this, Sami Zayn makes it that far. Then he eliminates Braun Strowman, maybe from the Royal Rumble. Yeah, I can see it. I can see I mean, it going. the the way that The way that you that you book this match is is Braun beats up Sami for a little bit. Maybe two minutes in, he tries one of his power moves, and Sami kicks out. And then Braun gets frustrated and beats on him for another four minutes. He tries another power move. Sami kicks out again, and then then Braun gets really pissed. And and Sammy just will not die. Well, that's that's a good thing. Braun's established like a billion different moves. Yeah. We can finish you with. By the way, guys, speaking of talking about angles that are going into March, April, we're going to wrap up our first contest where you can win a starter pack of Phil Singer games. Uh, if you remember Champions of the Galaxy from the old wrestler, PWI magazines, Phil Singer games is going to give away uh, one to – a member of the Fightful audience, uh, go register at Fightful.com. Absolutely free, no credit card required, or will there ever be. Uh, we have a a thread in the open discussion forum where you can pitch your best WrestleMania storyline, whether it's an opening match or a main event match. We're not, we're not going to discriminate. We will have someone independent of the podcast pick their favorite, and uh, you'll win a Phil Singer game starter pack, guys. Tons of giveaways are going to happen at Fightful.com. So go there and register and uh, obviously keep checking Fightful.com every day, every minute, every hour, all the damn time. Rich Swan, TJ Perkins, Brian Kendrick. I think Rich Swan retains here. I think that uh, Kendrick and Perkins are almost their own undoing here. Uh, Alex, what says you? Uh, I think Swan retains. Uh, I'm looking to see how we can move into a new direction uh, away from the Perkins and Kendrick thing. I, I'm Did you say a Perk- new direction? Uh, a new direction. <laughs> Jesus, Alex. This is the yeah. most homoerotic thing I've seen today. Why, why is this happening to me? <laughs> Alex. <laughs> Triggered Sean tonight. That's right. What is going on? I need the sound effect. You remember the Joe Schmo show? Uh, remember that shit that was on Spike? The reality yeah. show that he didn't know he was on? Yeah. I need Is it a boner noise? Effect. Like, boy, you're doing? No, God. <laughs> this is our full-time jobs over here, and Trina's just... <laughs> And Alex doesn't care. New directions going on. He's, he's, wearing, he's wearing a Santa hat. Yes, okay. That's a good point. That's a I good am, point. I am the holiday commodity. <laughs> oh, man. Jesus. I'm just, I'm just okay. the people. Trina, Trina, who's winning yes. this Cruiserweight title, man? Rich 
Swan. Rich Swan retains, I think. Um, because people, we need to see him, like, have a storyline have the belt and i think we need to see people chase him and and i you know people are interested in rich swan as the champion so let's uh let's have this you know like play out and see what what happens um the tj perkins kendrick thing i'm, I'm a little over um so hopefully that just goes away and we we get to see a little bit more of rich swan we'll go through the rest pretty quickly guys uh, we have questions and news to get to sasha versus charlotte i think sasha wins this and it ends the hot potatoing. Alex, what do you think? I could honestly see either one of them winning it because it, because it will end the hot potatoing. Um, you know, Sumi, I think Charlotte wins because I think they want her first, her first loss at a pay-per-view to be at something bigger than roadblock. That, that's it, a good point. That's the only thing. That's the only reason I, I would like it to be Sasha, but, I think it might be. I think it's going to be Charlotte, and I think she moves on to a program with Bailey. That is a very good point, Trina. Yeah, I got Charlotte too because um, she is so compelling as the champion heel, um, and it's it's just she's proven it the entire year. And so, just watching her with that belt is the best thing. So I, I keep it on her, and uh, yeah, move her on to Bailey or, or whatever. Either way, keep it keep it on Charlotte because she just keeps getting better and better. And I want to see what what you know what's her ceiling if there is one. Let's see. Seth Rollins, Chris Jericho. I think it's I think Roll- Rollins has to win this. Trina, uh, what do you think? Yeah, I, I think so. Because we, we, we have to figure out how he's going to get to Triple H. So <laughs> we got to keep him going like straight ahead. So I, I think Rollins takes it too. Yeah, it's, it's Rollins. Uh, <laughs> and, the, and I mean, almost certainly it's going to be because Owens insists on trying to get involved in the match and costing uh, Jericho in some way. And it builds that thing. Uh, but yeah, Rollins. Big cast, Rusev, pre-show stuffs. You think they're gonna oh, this is these are two guys they probably should protect, Alex. I think yeah. Big Cass ends up winning, but I, I think it could I think it could end in a in a double count out after a big smash thing going on, so they protect both of them. Something like that, uh, where they just will not stop brawling and it ones up out into the crowd or something. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, I agree. They should protect both of these guys. I don't think this is a one-off. I think it's building towards something. So, uh, you know, we'll, we'll definitely see what's going on there. I think a lot of it depends on who winds up being uh, tag team title holders on Raw after Sunday because it might be a one-off just so they can get Enzo and Cash back in the title picture. Trina. I want Rusev because I, I want um, the dominant Rusev back. You know, like, I don't like this booking of him as just this pathetic husband who can't defend his wife and whatever, you know, like, so we, we had last week where he beats a man in a hotel room. Um, so let's just have him continue and keep, you know, let's build another Braun Strowman, you know, together. I like it, you know, so I want a dominant Rusev. I want him to win. Owens reigns. I think Owens retains. Um, gosh, if they thought that backlash against Reigns was rough, putting two titles on him. Alex, uh, what do you think? Uh, I think they're doing it. I think they're. I think. They're, I think they're doing it. I think they're going to. I think they're going to put the title on Roman because Vince just can't help himself. It's a sickness, and he needs to be helped. Uh, but uh, somebody was saying it's a, the possibility of them just doing away with the U.S. title, like unifying it into something and making it just. This one thing, and like I, I, honestly, I mean, don't the think US, happening. Neither do I. I mean, I don't want it to happen. U.S. title should should mean something, but it doesn't because it's not even up for. If this was a title for title match, I'd be way more into it. But, just saying, the people the people I've talked to in relation to this situation, they have not said anything about getting rid of the U.S. title, and I hope they don't. Me too. But my 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 thing has always been this match should have been a title for title, and yeah. I mean, because because the fact the U.S. title isn't on the line means it doesn't matter. Well, here, here's the thing. The U.S. title, the U.S. champion should not have been in this match. Right. Because eventually somebody's going to have to get pinned twice to lose those or beaten yeah. twice or, or a triple threat, sure. 
Uh, Trina, who do you think? Who, th- yeah. who do you think wins this match? I think um, Vince and WWE uh, enraged the internets and enraged fans by putting two belts in Roman Reigns uh, at least for 24 hours, uh, and then maybe KO gets it back on on Raw. Um, I think. Vince can't help himself. I think the writers, I think people at WWE can't can't help themselves because uh, we as wrestling fans get so enraged uh, with Roman Reigns. And so I think they want to see what happens. They want to set the world afire and see what happens, at least for 24 hours. I, I don't say that, that Roman just walks into 2017 with two belts, but I think um, WWE wants to test and, and see what, what happens if they do it. Going to answer some questions. Head over to Fightful.com on the board. You can ask your questions on future episodes. Uh, which big Wrestle Kingdom 11 title match are you most excited for? There's Omega, Okada, Tanahashi, Naito, Shibata, Goto, Kishida, Takahashi. Ooh, I am not a big Kamatachi guy. Um, I'm going to say Omega, Okada. I really want to see that match. Uh, Alex? I, I love Kenny Omega, so I'm excited for anything that he does. <laughs> same answer. <Trina. laughs> same, yeah. same I answer. Okay. I mean, yeah, it's it's been Kenny's year. And so I, the more that we see of him, the better. Um, you know, because obviously everyone always has, uh, when is he going to be called up to WWE and all this different stuff. And I'm like, no, let's, let's let him he's play. Turned down, he's turned down their offers. He doesn't want to yeah. go. Right, exactly. Let's see him play out his career. Let's see him have an AJ Styles level career before he even gets to the WWE. So I, I want to keep building this legend. So I want to see him. I want to see him win. I want to see him uh, as champion and, and just keep it going. I love it. Yeah, there were people who were doubting that, that he could replace Styles in that situation, and you know, not maybe not as good as Styles, but man, he's right there. He he is that good. Also, Tanahashi Naito is going to be really good. All his matches are going to be good. Since Emelina is a heel, does she feud with Bailey? I, you know, I think that where where Alex said that Sasha could get beaten by by Charlotte, and it could go Charlotte Bailey. It could by default slide down, and it be Sasha and Emma. Uh, Alex, what do you think? My dream booking is is that Charlotte wins this match uh, on Sunday, becomes the the, the champion again. And uh, over the next few weeks leading up to the Rumble, uh, creates her own actual four horsewomen stable with, with Emma and Dana back together as the tag team uh, that because that, they, they work so well together and Nia Jax being the, the monster you can barely control. Uh, and then you have Bailey and Sasha as Dusty Rhodes and Sting trying to, uh, to take down the, the four horsewomen. I honestly would love to see that. To an actual heel faction of women on Raw would be really, really fun to watch. Trina. <laughs> I'm going to do it again, Sean. Uh, what if, uh, what if Emelina was with Cedric tonight? Like, what, what about that? Like, what if she was supposed to debut and hanging out with uh, Alicia's man? I don't know. You know, I'm just throwing it out there. I don't, creative. <laughs> I don't think that's happening. I mean, they do like to screw with people's, they like to screw with couples in WWE, so I won't put it out of the question just because <laughs> they may want to mess with Zack Ryder, but who knows. <laughs> Somebody says, how many Eva Maries is Sami Zayn worth? Here, here's the thing. There can only be one Eva Marie. You can't have a bunch of Eva Maries, mm-hmm. so it renders any after one worthless, so that's really not a fair question. Um, where does Samoa Joe go when he's called up, in parentheses, hopefully soon? So... Samoa Joe lost the title. He doesn't have a rematch clause anymore. He lost that in a match in Australia. He lost the rematch. I think he's got to go to SmackDown. They need depth. They can't run AJ Styles, Dean Ambrose forever. Meanwhile, Samoa Joe has history with AJ Styles. You can play off of that. Uh, he's also got history with a guy named Jonathan Cena. They were in a friggin' training video together uh, like 15, 16 years ago. That I used to watch religiously. Uh, Trina, where do you think he goes? Oh, I, I think it's a foregone conclusion. He goes to SmackDown. I think there's already built-in storylines there, and, and you're right. They need some depth. Um, I I hope like he debuts at Royal Rumble. I don't know if that's that's what people are saying. Um, I Your hope boy will be big, there. Yeah, he gets a big debut the way AJ did. Um, you know, like he just gets his name comes up on the screen, the music hits, and everybody goes crazy. So that's what I'm hoping for. Um, and I do see him on SmackDown. Hopefully, uh, we can get you know Ellsworth out of the picture. <laughs> Alex, uh, 
I hope he goes to SmackDown and they do the thing with AJ because that would be so great, but I just don't see it happening. Uh, another option that I would love to see is if he goes to Raw, immediately getting in the face of Roman Reigns and being like, you're Samoan, huh? I'm Samoa. <laughs> and just really just getting in there and doing that. That would be great just to just to have him immediately go after uh, Roman Reigns and because he's a dude who could put a hurting on him. And that's the, the kind of guys you have to have Reigns in the ring with. Otherwise, it's it's, you know. Yeah. Him against Jericho is not really all that believable, you know? Also, big news coming out of, well, rumor, really. Chris, Chris Hero appears to be on his way back to NXT. This was a very poorly kept secret. I was tweeting stuff this week, like, I hope Josie Scott and Chad Kroger perform at Full Sail. Obviously, the song Hero, guys. A couple of you got it. It was a very poorly kept secret, uh, especially among those who... Use the internet, quite frankly. <laughs> the irony is that Chris Hero got fired a few years ago, wasn't in optimal shape. Now he is at his absolute fucking fattest <laughs> in life. And he is still as athletic as, as, as he can be. There's this great video online of him and Colt Cabana, like one-upping each other with these ridiculously athletic moves. Um, were you surprised to see this, Alex? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I thought he was. there was no way he was ever coming back. Uh, I loved his run as Cassius. Oh, no. <laughs> Ridiculous name that he had. Um, but, uh, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see what happens. Listen, if Samoa Joe goes up, there's zero depth. Because it's like Shinsuke and then, like, Bobby Roode? Really? We're, <laughs> we're buying Bobby Roode taking the title off of Shinsuke. Like, Shinsuke's been basically unbeatable and ir- invincible. So uh, you need a guy like Chris Hero, uh, who's frankly one of the top five wrestlers in the world right now, and uh, really imposing, and would do anything to f a dude's s up. You know? <laughs> like really, and so that's 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 great. I'm I'm into it. Uh, I, I would I would love to see him back uh, in NXT, uh, provided that they uh, allow him to be as good as he really is. Trina. Ooh, okay. So I, I definitely was shocked. I, you know, I've been, I've been watching Chris Hero a lot this year. I've seen him in a lot of shows. Um, but then, you know, when I thought about it after like a minute, I was like, of course, um, because WWE is just signing everybody. I mean, some people are worried that the, that they've, they've bled the Indies dry. Uh, now that Chris Hero's gone, because I mean, he's, he's number one for a lot of people, wrestler of the year in terms of his matches and quality and things like that. And so to have him gone is, is going to be a big, um, that leaves a big hole in the indie scene. Uh, but a lot of people say that our friend, Mr. Riddle will fill that very nicely, very quickly. Um, and so, not you know, an AIW. Yeah, <laughs> no, no, not at all. <laughs> but, um, you know, it's funny because Chris here, I see him a lot. I see him at AAW shows and, and things like that. And you're right. He's like the most out of shape he's ever been right now. But it, it totally lends itself to what he's become, which is just a complete badass. He's just wrecking everybody he goes through. And, and um, you know, I, I made a little joke online. He's like one of the few wrestlers that, that I've met who like is not nice to me. So <laughs> that's one of the other things. Like he's just like, that's his whole persona. He, he just... He's mean to me. He's just like the fattest he's ever been. He just doesn't care, and he just destroys people. I love it. Like, go to NXT and destroy NXT, please. Pierce, he'll be uh, returning under the Chris Hero name, for those of you wondering. Also, Matt Seidel, back in the country, uh, says he was held in a detention center and an immigration detention center. Uh, Tigre Uno done with TNA nine months, really, after his last match. So, okay. He's been done a while. The Tribunal done with TNA. They probably should have been done with TNA before they existed in TNA because that was a really weird signing. For those of you who didn't see, Shane Helms is our new Friday co-host. Join us Friday afternoon. Uh, Thursday afternoon, as always, with Matt Riddle. Wednesday afternoon, Showdown Joe. We are back tomorrow night after SmackDown. Guys, go check out Most Ridiculous with Anna Bauert. It's on our main page. Click that little arrow in the corner and you'll see it. Uh, also, it's on our YouTube page. I guarantee you all will love that show. Go check it out. What What will I do if you all don't check it out? Let's see. I will ban Christmas sweaters from this show. Don't do it. If you all don't watch. <laughs> don't do it. You've ruined my gimmick. <laughs> see? I'm nothing without my gimmick. 
People go buried. Go no, I watch. Think you it. should shave your beard. I want to see a mustache on our SRS. Yeah. Uh, what? Get rid of my beard? What? Yeah. You're psycho. <laughs> What's, I, well, if I shave, I look twelve. Like that's the thing. Like, yeah. I look like really, a twelve-year-old really with a mustache. <laughs> that ain't happening. It ain't happening. <laughs> go visit the site, guys. Fable.com. Yeah, do it. Check out Anna's segment. I'm very, very happy with that segment. She puts a lot of work into it. Want you all to check it out. Also, uh, shout out to Kyler James. He does a lot of social media work for us. And Graham Williams, who has been putting together these ridiculous movie posters for the Matt Riddle show that we do every week. He ha- he made me AIDS Matthew McConaughey last week, which <laughs> didn't make me too fucking happy, if you want to be honest. So, Graham... Fightful.com, you guys, it's a place to be. Till next time, guys, we're out.